you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone, from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious, and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Hello, and welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere, and uh, we are on part two of our uh, sexual issue with hypnosis uh, talk. So uh, we're going to go very quickly. But before that, I just need to mention because my Martin will be smacking me if I don't, because I need, I have said I was going to put up uh, some stuff about our, my mentoring. And there's going to be a webinar, a free webinar, as far as I know. Yep, it's free. And it's on the 27th of August. So uh, you can get all the information on that on inezsimpson.com. So that's it for me. And uh, we're going to head right into the discussion. And if you want to know the backgrounds of these people and everything, you can go to part one, which was a couple weeks ago. So Kaz Riley's with me and Greg Beckett. And we are now talking about it. I'm going to pass it right to Kaz to start because we're talking about uh, fertility. But um, you know, hypnosis helps fertility great. And I always say to people, you know, it's it costs so much money to do that. At least go and do hypnosis first because it'll help you both ways, even if you do the the I always it's get the IVF, the, the, thank you, the, the IVF, IVF yeah. and the time and the injections. And yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're gonna leave it to you, Cass, to start and okay. let's okay. chat about it. Well, I think, you know, hypnosis um, with fertility treatment and also pre-fertility treatment, you know, when a couple are trying to get pregnant, um, they fall often fall into that trap of where they've been trying really hard not to get pregnant for a, a period of time and then make that change. And we live in a world where we expect things to happen very quickly, don't we? And we're used to making things happen. We're taught if we work hard then these things will happen and actually you know our fertility is a little bit different with that in in terms that we need to kind of really relax and let nature <laughs> do her thing and um I often get clients um that you know have got really caught up they've been driven very much by their cycles they've been using ovulation sticks they you know maybe there's been a reversal of a vasectomy somewhere and, you know, all, all kinds of things that play into people's minds that make them really lose faith in their bodies. Um, so hypnosis is a great way to get that mind-body connection back again so mm -hmm. that, um, you know, everything can flow as it should do. Couples can connect in. I know with sexual dysfunction, you know, a lot of, a lot of well, most of sexual freedom hypnosis came from um, working with fertility clients that were actually had sexual dysfunction and by rectifying their sexual dysfunction, connecting them back in with their own bodies and then with their partner, they were then able to get pregnant. So, you know, that's one area of fertility. And then, of course, there's the whole IVF uh, journey, which I don't, the average cost here in the UK is, I think it's six and a half thousand pounds per cycle, which I think is about $7,000, something like that. Um, and just the whole emotional stress and strain of that especially now with all the things that are available to couples like genetic testing and uh you know embryo transfer and all kinds of natural killer cells i mean women that are told that it, they've got natural killer cells which are killing off their own embryos which is you know just as a suggestion from a doctor is a very very powerful thing isn't it so what, what's your experience with this greg have you have you had many couples with fertility 
I've had a few. It hasn't necessarily been my specialty, but I've had a few and and they've already done their IVF and and they're kind of out of it and saying, I, I don't want to do this anymore, but they wanted to try one more thing. And typically from what I hear from other hypnotists is that we're the last resort. Yeah. And as um, as um, Inez was saying, it'd be interesting if they came to us first before spending all that money to just at least get us out of, out of the way, if that's how they feel about it. Cause that's how a lot of people, I'll go see them and get it out of the way. And, you know, yeah. but it may just be that it works, but I took it from a different point of view because they didn't, they already had all the tests and everything and everything was fine, but they just couldn't get pregnant. And um, one in particular was that this, uh, the woman was always busy, always busy, always busy if not making something, doing something, going to work, being in a play, do, you know, and, um, and I happened to know this woman pretty well at the time. And, and I said to her, look, I'm going to go from the different viewpoint. Let's go from the spirit choosing the parents. And if there's a, if there's a child, if there's a spirit wanting you as parents, how are you going to show her that mm-hmm. for him turned out to be a her, I'm giving you the end already, but um, that you're available to them. Why should they pick you? And so she goes, well, I'll make time. I said, no, no, you, you have to make time first before the baby comes so that they can choose. So, and also to the, the room they were going to use um, for the baby's room was still storage. I said, how are you showing that you're ready even to yourself and your body? If it's still in storage, how do you believe that you're going to get pregnant? If it's everything's all stored up and hoarded in a room, that's going to be the baby's room. So we did some of the, um, the checking of the body with that red light yellow light, green light system of, of, of fertility and just body systems and things like that. And we did some progression so she could center in the, her soul area or core area, whatever people want to call it, and reach out and look for that energy of the child that wants to come. And she could, she gave me dates and gender and all of that and, and, about, and a time frame-ish. And <clears throat> then I gave her an audio that she would listen to and she started making time for herself, which was the time for the baby. Like, mm-hmm. like no... Um, no busy finger stuff, just, you know, chill out, read a book, whatever, as if she was with the baby. And they made the baby room and uh, had the baby. She got pregnant a few months later. It's amazing, isn't it? Those mental blocks have, you know, have such a profound effect, I think, on becoming pregnant. Um, Even the one, the one, the most common one I see is actually the fear of getting pregnant because as young women, we're often told that, you know, we'll bring shame upon our families if we, if we have, you know, a baby out of wedlock or we're still kind of conditioned that way. Um, I I always tell the story, you know, for myself really was when I found out that I was pregnant with my eldest son, one of the first thoughts I had was, oh my goodness, what am I going to tell my dad? And I was married and 30 at the time, you know, it was, you know, I, I completely planned and wanted, but you know, we're often we're taught to fear childbirth. You know, there's a, a phobia called tocophobia, which is the fear of childbirth, which is often something else that I've had to do with a lot of women is actually get rid of the fear of childbirth because we're, conditioned aren't we that it's this horrible horrible experience and yet it can be the most wonderful amazing affirming feminine you know experiences that you could possibly experience and but we're taught to fear it and I think there's a lot of fear sometimes around pregnancy and also what that means to you know life in terms of how your life will change I think people don't talk about that there is actually there's a great joy when a child comes into the world but there's also um a lot of changes and people sometimes kind of go a, through a grieving process for their old life as well as embracing the new one but people don't you know it's one of those taboo subjects a bit like sex really isn't it yeah. you know, uh, 
we're just supposed to feel the joy of of being a new parent when actually it can be it can be quite a mixed bag of emotions can't it yeah and that's a whole other subject I I mean it's it's a big subject so there's this um as real quick something you were talking about the fear of pregnancy and those sorts of things and not getting pregnant do you think it's limited to the women Oh no, definitely not. Also in men, because definitely. we were taught, <coughs> don't you know? Mm. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not where you finish. I, I, I was told you know, it'll ruin your life. You know, when we're younger, mm. this will ruin yeah. your life. And you know, actually, it, it's just to make this change that oh well, now we're in a place where we might want to have a baby. Or you know, it, it's that it's that switch again that we have to make, isn't yeah. it? Um, do you think that even the childbirth issue of the fear of the pain of childbirth and that kind of stuff is limited to women? No, very much. And and certainly looking at the aftermath, I often see men that are very traumatized by birth or watching their partner give birth, obviously, but um, I'm feeling helpless, feeling unmasculine. I mean, there's all kinds of, and, you know, men traditionally weren't allowed in the birthing room. So you've still got a generation of what you're going in there for. You know, you know, men shouldn't be in there. It's it's all social conditioning, isn't it, that's changing over time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But by them being in the birthing room, doesn't it also bring up other challenges? I mean, it's I'm not saying it's wrong or right. You know, there might have been a reason why they were out at that time. And now that it's a, a different area of life and a different, we've evolved to this, that the men are there and everything. But then they go, oh, they get to see the reality of everything and sometimes have other issues to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All kinds of stuff, isn't there? And, you know, I think anybody doesn't like to be, I mean, at the very the very kind of basic level of seeing, seeing your partner, um, if they are having a difficult birth and being um, really unable to, to do anything to help, feeling helpless to aid somebody that you love is like the worst, is one of the worst things positions to be in. And mm-hmm. they often talk about witnessing a trauma is actually harder than being the person that's traumatized in some ways. It's more traumatic because you see more, don't you? So it's, there's all that as well. And, um, and, and also just the big shift in the relationship afterwards as well. You know, people's focus has changed to their children as it should do, but then you can get a disconnection um, between be, between partners as well. But that all comes after the fertility stuff, doesn't it? You know, that's, I just I just had to jump on it because I was thinking that I've heard guys, you know, friends of mine and things talk about, oh, my gosh, how is my wife going to deal with that? What about, you know, all these things that you were talking about for the women. And I realized, well, that's a male issue, too. Everybody thinks automatically it's a female issue. And I'm wondering about doing a perspective a session with the husband about how she's going through this, but him just being there is helping. It's, you know, so that it's not like, Oh, I can't help. I can't do just being there is shifting that perspective for them beforehand. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things with, you know, because if you often I'll go through uh, with clients from sexual dysfunction through their fertility, you know, through the pregnancy. And sometimes I actually attend the births and work as a hypno doula. And, you know, what I'll often say to um, birthing partners and, and dads-to-be is, you know, don't underestimate the power of simply your presence because you're the person that this woman loves that you can make her feel safe just by physically being in the room. And actually, that's all that's all it needs is just sometimes is to have somebody there that makes you feel safe which quite often, you know, in a hospital scenario, it's so alien, it's very clinical. 
I know we're doing lots to change all of that, but actually it's just about being there. It's the person that makes you feel safe, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Um, so the other thing is that, you know, with hypnosis, now we're going to get off topic. So I got to be very careful is that we're to have the baby. We do a lot of hypnosis things and, and we, and in Simpson protocol birthing thing, the man is included. So, I mean, we've sort of addressed that from all those areas, but that's a whole separate issue. And people are interested in that issue. We had Natalie Fisset on year and she had uh, a doctor in Montreal and birthed like 4,000 children with hypnosis. So, you know, we've had a lot of stuff about that. They can go back and listen to that. I, mm -hmm. I sort of, I think we should go back, not back to the all great stuff, the but let's stick to the, um, because people are here listening about that. Okay. Okay. So so Sure. We have uh, 30 seconds, so maybe we should just wait. I just used up your last 30 seconds nearly. So we'll just go to break, and we'll see you on the other side. Thanks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one -on -one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be, you can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. So welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere. And we're going to go right back to Kaz Riley. And we're going to a next topic of libido. Yay. Absolutely. Well, libido probably is one of uh, or the loss of libido. You know, if you tap 
libido into Google, I think it comes up with 86,000 hits within in 3.5 seconds or something. So it's obviously a hot topic and it's something that affects both men and women. And obviously people that have issues with libido, um, the first thing they need to go is just go and get checked out by their doctor just to make sure that their hormone levels and everything are, are running as they should do. Um, but it's also one of the most easily treatable um, problems with sexuality, if you like. Um, and it, it comes from many different reasons. We've got all the things like stress and, you know, things like hormones, aging. But we're now thinking that's probably a lot to do with conditioning, that we just believe that we lose our sex drive as we get older. And actually, we don't need to, even postmenopausally. We know that that's not necessarily true. Um a lot of it, you know, it's things like body issue after birth. It can be um, something that's happened. Inf 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 infidelity is, a, is another one if uh, there's been an affair within a relationship. Um, and all of those things are so, you know, work so beautifully um, with, with, with hypnosis in terms of the things that we can do and that mind-body connection. Um, it's not something that we should just accept as part of getting older or as, um, you know, just something that, you know, that, 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 that's just gone away, you know, and I know people talk about, it's not really an issue unless it's an issue for you, but often if it's causing an issue within a relationship and the libido used to be there, um, you know, that, that can cause problems within a marriage or within, you know, within a relationship. And, you know, there's that belief as well that libido wanes over time as, a, you know, as a relationship goes on, which is true. But now if we look at a lot of the research, we now know that's a lot to do with novelty um, and also about that feedback loop in terms of connectivity and sensuality and, and all the things that are needed to keep a relationship strong generally never mind just libido and sex drive and it's probably kind of worth noting that you know we talk about libido as in often about you know that need to have sex and actually it's the need to connect where I always talk about a sex drive and an orgasm drive and the two things aren't necessarily the same thing um, you know the ability to orgasm doesn't necessarily feed your libido and we also know that um, orgasmless sex is actually quite important in terms of the amount of time and connection because, uh, you know, it's not orgasms that drive our libido. It's, it's that connection that does. It's the oxytocin and the uh, dopamine and all those wonderful hormones that we have. I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, when we talk about libido and we talk about couples, that are okay. Here are several questions. Do you typically see individual people that are in relationships, or do you sometimes see the? It's a multiple question. Do you see uh, couples together that are in a relationship so you can understand the dynamic? You know, because you might have someone show up with a libido issue, and the partner's not even interested. And they're saying, "Well, then what's wrong with me?" Or you know. It, it really varies. The, the, the answer to that is both. So I, I do uh, work with couples. I send them if they've got, if they need kind of marriage counseling, I send them somewhere else first and they, they go to the expert for that. And then they come to me for their sexual issues, if you like, afterwards, um, if they need to do that. Uh, but more often than not, I see individuals that have libido issues. And, you know, it's, it's this, often it's women um, that are still having sex, but they don't really want to. You know, we're able to have sex without much of a libido. This is one of the things that, um, you know, we, it's that interest, isn't it? You know, and the idea, of course, that, 
you know, they're kind of just doing this to appease their partners, um, you know, feeds back into this negative feedback loop, which then has a detrimental effect upon their libido. So, it, you know, it really, it really varies. And also, um, just in terms of, you know, often it's if something's changed within their lives. So, um, you know, maybe a body shape's changed, maybe they've put on weight or they've lost weight or I had a lady that had had a breast removed and, you know, felt very, became very body conscious and didn't feel attractive. So there's many, there's many different reasons uh, as to why people come and see me. But, you know, sometimes I'll see them as a couple, more often than not individually. Um, and, and sometimes a mixture of the two, actually. So I might, I might see a couple together and then I might see them separately and then, and then back together again. Are they typically, um, <clears throat> are they typically in a relationship when you see people with libido? Not necessarily. I, I mean, mean, I'm just kind of curious about the yeah, demographic. I mean, quite, quite often, often, um, more often than not, they are, but quite often the lack of libido has been one of the issues that's caused a relationship breakdown. And it's often then when they're moving forwards that they're, they're, okay. they're in between. For, yeah, they're kind yeah. of thinking, well, what's wrong or what do I need to do? Because I don't even feel like getting in yeah. there and dating, but I want a date or whatever it is. And Yeah, that, just get back out there and feel. And it's that, I guess it's quite a light, you know, Freud talked about the libido as like a life force energy, wasn't right. it? So I think, you know, it's about it's about differentiating the, that feeling of libido, which is um, a very positive feeling and a feeling of just sexual frustration, which is a very different thing, isn't it? And yet, again, people will 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 into sort of change the two around, thinking that they they're the same thing. So it's it's a slightly different thing. So we're saying typically because we talked about this in the last uh, uh, couple of weeks ago is mm -hmm. the sex that we see on porn, which is an issue. Yeah. It's not training our libido. Absolutely. It's, it's training it's, the orgasmic, yeah. quick, let's go. It's the orgasmic drive. Absolutely. And in fact, it's it's creating a loss in libido because, you know, it, it, it's looking at that, that kind of quick hit where actually, you know, libido is much more complex. And in fact, even, you know, even sex in the movies has a lot to answer for. You know, you get a couple that are, you know, they're generally both gorgeous. They seem to have this connection. You know, they, you know, they, they, they seem to get aroused very, very quickly. They orgasm perfectly at the same time and then all is wonderful. And of course, sex generally is quite a messy process, really, isn't it? You know, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's either that it's really romantic, uh, whether it's portrayed or you know, we've got the total opposite where it's very mechanical, there's no touching. It's what they call hands-free sex, isn't it, in the in the pornography world, which is much more about again like with aggression, which is yeah. uh, you know, which if that's your kink, which is kind of leading to something fine. else, is, is fine. But if 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 you have someone that's looking to be touched and looking to be caressed and looking to have that libido raised within them over a period of, in a session, right? Yeah maybe block off time in that you're going to meet with your partner and you have three hours or, or, you know, yeah. and, and make time for that. Absolutely. Oh, okay. I, I'm here. You're here. Let's go. I got to go to work or, you know, which isn't wrong. Nothing wrong with that either. Let's get, you know, but not if you're looking for a fulfillment in the other way that the person's looking for it. You know? and, and often, you know, libido is driven by other things as well. It's not just, about sexual contact it's about a lot of non-sexual contact it's right. about 
feeling safe and right. um, connecting in, um, you know, with 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 your partner. So um, or a partner, you know, we're not we're not saying that everybody has to be married or you know, long term relationship. That's the, that's kind of the one of the older things, isn't it? You know, this is about people being able to choose. Um, and sometimes, you know, libido is also affected by things like guilt and shame and insecurity and, um, and generally, you know, over-familiarity is one of the biggest causes where, you know, you know, couples get into, you know, I'll touch you here, then you do that. It's like a series of buttons that are being pressed. And that's great sometimes, but, you know, it's it, when people talk about it, I often get people in here, especially women, they'll say, oh, no, my partner is very attentive. Um, you know, he makes me orgasm. I feel great, you know. But then actually their libido is not there. And we know one of the biggest um, drivers of libido is positive experience. So it's maybe about what somebody expects good sex looks like rather than what it actually is for them and I think that's one of the biggest things is to make sure that you know good sex that they know what that looks like for them and I was just going to interject a little bit because this is a hypnosis show so I just want to remind um, the audience so what we're talking is about what we can help people with with hypnosis and uh, I mean just the part about communication between relations, you know, the communication is, is lacking in past. I know in my life, there has been times that there was lack of communication. Absolutely. And if people can't talk about it in their relationship, then there is always the difficulty. So we do a lot of work on all kinds of facets of this. Absolutely. Great. And, and also getting people, you know, hypnotically to feel what's going on in their bodies and to get, get that mind-body connection back again so that mm. they can, you know, uh, really experience something on, on many levels. And I think, you know, people can get a bit kind of split off from their minds and bodies. And actually, it's about being very present. And hypnosis is such an amazing way to, to do that, isn't it? You know, we can even enhance sensations and all kinds of lovely things. And when you're present, it's very enjoyable. So, Absolutely. you know, but not being present, that's when the libido's not. Absolutely. Well, it's kind of a mindful way. I think uh, I, I heard somebody say recently, you know, that kind of mindfulness is really hypnosis in a tuxedo. And, you know, it really is. Isn't it? You know, it is. So yeah. It, it is. is. Very mindful <laughs> in, that, in that sexual time, really. <laughs> very good. So, Greg, you're just itching to say something there. Well, I find it interesting that um, it's all such self-perspective, meaning you have clients come in lovely, beautiful, uh, maybe they've gained five pounds. I mean, you know, but the thing is that self-perspective of how they feel about themselves and men too, and um, of are they attractive? Are they this? Are they that? And they think that they're not. And there's somebody that's like, so their partner might be excited that they gained 10 pounds or five pounds. <laughs> Finally, she's gained, you know, I liked Meaty, but I enjoyed her and I married her. Or I'm with her because I love her and she's great. But, and then she's like, oh, I get, and they didn't even talk about it. Right. Yeah. Well, more often than not, the partner doesn't care, but the, right. the partner just wants no. to, you know, to enjoy their partner, which is right. how it should be really. <laughs> so it's interesting, the own self-perspective when people come in and then use that hypnosis for them to sense and feel how, how they 
actually are and and other they don't see how others view because we're also carrying a lot of things from our past you know when we were talking before about not getting pregnant not you know um, yeah. same thing with with body <laughs> issue and body change and body shape and you know all of that kind of stuff so. so guess what this segment's over already and we're going to a break wow all right see you on the other side Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, the Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Wow, welcome back to this exciting show. And and you know what? We're just going to keep going again. And um, we're just talking about libido. And I, I had just said in the in the break that, you know, when I was married, I was married for 30 years. And then when I had to get I was suddenly single and, you know, there's a big shock, 30 years difference in your body image and all those other things. So um, it can be a real, a real big issue for anyone, man or woman. It's certainly something that I see a lot here, you know, people in their 40s, 50s, 60s that have come out of a very long term, you know, 25 year plus relationships. Um, and, you know, the, there's a lot there in terms of 
what hypnosis can do just in terms of sexual confidence and uh, feeling desirable, you know, because they're not in their 20s uh, anymore. But also, do you know what? You know, we know as well that it, for, for, many of the, for many of these people, it's actually a real sexual awakening because they get mm. stuck in a rut often within a long-term relationship. And actually, it's a time when they really start to explore their sexuality and the, the, all the wonderful things that that can bring. And, you know, that, um, you know, that can be supported so beautifully with hypnosis just in terms of feeling things and also just having the confidence. And I think as we get old, often we can get to that point of self-acceptance, can't we? We are who we are. And there's nothing sexier than um, confidence, is there, you know? So that's actually, it's, it's difficult, but also it can be really liberating for people as they come out the other side of that. You can turn the light on, as we say, hey? Yeah, yeah. And I would hope that, you know, the verbal communication with all of that acceptance and stuff becomes a lot better. And having that confidence with it, whether it's through hypnosis or whatever it is that, you know, we do to be able to say, I like this. I want to try this. I would like to, hey, what about, you know? Absolutely. New partner, you know, what's interesting is new partners bring in new ideas, fresh ideas that we one may have never thought of you're like oh or you would have thought of it, go thank you someone that'll tell me about it and we'll do it or Absolutely. you know which sort of and, you know, and so, this ties back into libido as well because if people yeah. did that with their current partner as well that that you know we get we get the novelty back and we get rid of that familiarity don't we that's often the the killer of libido which kind of leads us into what everybody's expecting us to talk about was because we did promise we'd go for a talk about kink and we do only have, you know, how fast it's going. Let's uh, go. We can then we can go back and put it all together in the last segment. Okay? That was my segue. All these other things you could try. <laughs> I know. That's why I picked it up. There we go. You know, um, I've had I've had I, I being in L.A., I get a, a, quite a variety of people, um, LGBTQ plus, um, and and one thing that's really been interesting is I've had several clients transitioning from male to female or female to male, and using and it just stumbled upon. I didn't think about it, and then I we did it with, and I've done it with several of them now. Um, is uh, past life regression, <laughs> and the reason being, I know this isn't a past life regression show, but no, no. I can get so the I, had, I, had I have a really wonderful client who's transitioning from female to male and went to a past life where she, uh, he was male in that life and was able to sense, feel all of that and have an understanding of that power and the simplicity of it instead of always worrying, is this right or not right on how I feel? So that that's, you know, using hypnosis for that sort of thing is pretty cool. Mm. Also, um, things like um, I have, I work quite closely with the transvestite community, and you know, traditionally, um, it was kind of thought that you know, kind of cross dressing, it was kind of all very bimboified. But actually, what I find is I get a lot of men that when they kind of take on that female persona. Um, actually what they want to feel is like a very strong, powerful, confident woman. And, you know, in terms of helping people with persona, hypnosis is very useful there as well. You know, that's part of them. And again, it's acceptance, isn't it? We, need to, we need to clarify the difference between gender identity and sexuality here. Yeah. Go on. Because someone yeah. may, may be a cross-dresser, right? Mm -hmm. Male. And still identify as straight. Absolutely. 
or someone may transition from 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 male, let's say male to female, and then identify and want to be with women. So gender identity and sexuality are two different things. Absolutely. And also we need to separate um, the LGBTQ plus and kink because there are plenty of very vanilla relationships within the LGBTQ. Absolutely. Traditional. You know what? Absolutely, you know, and certainly, you know, we want to get away from the idea that 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 can be all that community is kinky and you know, heterosexuals are vanilla because that isn't the case at all. And also, I think absolutely, and also, I think there's this idea that you know, people that you know enjoy kink um can't do vanilla, and you know, it's all about it's just about the whole um, you know, the whole the whole kind of there's so many different things that we can enjoy at different times and I think it's just it's so that everything's a bit you know we talk about spicing things up a bit isn't it and that essentially is partly what kink is you know and it's interesting that someone else's vanilla some might think is kink absolutely and, <laughs> That's vice, true. and vice versa absolutely <laughs> You know, and really, it's all on a spectrum, isn't it? Like most things, you know, and um, I think we touched on this last time that with regards to kink, you know, actually, if you look at the Romans and if you look at the kind of ancient Egyptians, the things that are now seen as kinky were very commonplace. And a lot of it was to do with the introduction of different religions that then started to tell people what they were allowed and not to do with their sexuality um so now we're kind of having a reawakening or you kind of almost like the ultimate regression really isn't it you know is uh, going back to how things used to be and dropping a lot of the shame and the guilt which of course hypnosis is wonderful for isn't it is to just allow people to be people to be themselves and to enjoy the things that they enjoy you know when we talk about actual um sexual I don't know how I'm going to describe this, but I'm just saying, you know, like uh, I had mentioned, I think last time and it was already, we were off air. I had a client who was here for something else and she was going to meet her long-term uh, boyfriend. And she says, Hey, can, she's getting out of the chair. And she says, can you maybe help me with something? And I said, well, what is that? She says, well, I cannot orgasm um, when he is pleasuring me orally. And I said, get back in the chair. Let's go one, two, three, you know, and had and and worked with her on feelings and because she can get just to the point of orgasming and then the guilt would kick in is what we found out you know Mm -hmm. so we worked with that and stuff and and allowed her to feel what it would feel like because that was actually an issue in the relationship she couldn't think that he would really you know it's that whole judgment of when you're kids and 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 what's right and what's wrong and and what's dirty what's not you know so we worked through that and so that she could actually sense, feel, not necessarily, and it's, this is not about erotic, this is just about therapeutic to where she can get past that barrier. Absolutely. And, and so uh, she was ready, to, when we, we brought her up yeah. and, you know, she's ready to go home. And it's, it's also, you know, <laughs> with, with every kind of sex, whether it's seen as vanilla or something that everybody would do, there is always somebody that just doesn't like that particular thing. Right. And, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with them. There's, they're not traumatized. They just don't like it. And it's right. actually That's having right. the confidence to say, actually, I prefer not to do that, but I, I would do this instead. Right. And, 
a lot of it, this is where a lot of sexual unconfidence comes from, isn't it? In that people are led to believe they should do particular things because that's what everybody does. Um, or that they shouldn't do these things because it's all a bit risque and kinky and actually maybe that's the things that they like. So it's what's normal for a particular person. And it's, again, hypnosis with the, the self-acceptance, being able to explore and also they can explore things in their mind as well, can't they? Right. And, and kind of try things on for size a little bit without actually having to do anything at all. They can just, you know, experience something. Right. And I think that's important. In their perspective well. of it. Yeah. Right. It was, it's, it's interesting that um, in that, uh, in that confidence of having experience or not having experience and being able to say yes or no is very sexy and just building that confidence with the hypnotic, you know, whatever it is they want or need, or even if it's so that they, you know, because like in, in for instance, this woman is that she wanted to. That's it. Right. She wanted to, we've covered that before we, you know, and so other people, like you're saying is they feel like they should, and they have to have that confidence to say, mm -mm. Mm. You know, we also talked about, and it's important I think to bring up is two things. The kink community is very communicative if they're truly in the kink community. Absolutely. They have a lot of, rules and things like that everything's negotiated beforehand it's not just about hey hi handshake boom you know and no one knows what anybody likes or doesn't like there's a lot of parameters that are put up which is really cool and uh because i don't want this to go away either is look up a yes no maybe list <laughs> mm -hmm. online for, for to find out what you do and don't like absolutely yeah. Absolutely. And I guess it's that not being afraid to, afraid to try new things, you know, um, if that's what you want to do and to have the confidence to talk to a partner about that. Because I think that's often one of the things that people hold back, worrying about what their partner might think. And, you know, and actually that's the thing that can often kill their libido because the, there's something going on in their head that, you know, really turns them on. And yet they feel like they're having to keep that away from their partner. And more often than not, once those conversations happen is, you know, the, the, the partner's normally quite intrigued by that idea as well. So, and again, you know, we, sometimes I'll get clients to rehearse having that conversation in hypnosis with their partner so that they, just as in the same way you might do something for public speaking for hypnosis, for example, right. but it's, it's about having intimate conversations that involve talking about sex, which people often are still, even within the, the realms of a really committed relationship, still very uncomfortable talking about what they need and want. Well, that fear of rejection is very big. Mm. And, and, and being judged as well, isn't it? Being yeah. negatively judged. Right, right. Um, when the whole time the partner might have been, I wish we could. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's that. Um, or the negotiating, um, I'll do this if you do that, and we'll be good to go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's I know true. it's true. And it's communication true. is the big thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, L, lesbian. G, gay. B, bisexual, LGBT, transsexual, Q, queer, plus, polyamorous, androgynous, asexual, uh, pansexual. Uh, Demisexual. Yeah, 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 you name yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So just if anybody's curious about what those were. Okay, we're going to have to come back to that already <laughs> on the other side. So we'll see you there. Yeah. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to InezSimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere, and this is our sort of wrap-up section of the show. So I'm just going to give it to uh, Greg to start and just um, go for it. Um, I I just want to say all of this stuff that we're talking about from the very beginning of libido all the way to uh, LGBTQ plus and stuff, look, we're all the same. We're all people. And when we're talking about this, we're talking about in the context of hypnosis and things that we've worked with or can work with. And it's all about solutions and feeling and communication. So in that context, you know, everything is, is I think doable in my viewpoint in, in experience and, and clarity and moving forward using hypnosis and all of those issues or just understandings, even with hypnosis. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know we're, uh, Greg and I are both, we're both teaching at HypnoThoughts, um, HypnoThoughts Live in Las Vegas um, next week, in fact, which yeah. is going to be great. I'm uh, uh, be teaching sexual freedom hypnosis and sexual freedom hypnosis actually this uh, past couple of years has, uh, has really grown globally. Um, and I'll be doing quite a lot of teaching. I keep coming over to America. Um, so I'll be teaching in Vegas in, in August. I'm in Canada in um in October, 
Um, I'm in New York in May. I'm in uh, London in uh, this coming November. So, and, and we're just sorting out some European dates as well for 2019. So, you know, it's the whole therapy world is is really getting to grips with kind of modern day sexual dysfunction and, and sexual freedom. Um, and you know that that's all getting out there as well. So it's uh, it's uh, it's really exciting times, I think, in terms of sexual freedom and for the use of hypnosis, especially. It's one of um, you know the the most useful and profound tools, I think, with sexuality and um, and sexual dysfunction. So it's uh, it's a great way to get that mind body connection back and and not just talking about stuff, actually doing something with the feelings and the sensations and. The problems that people are having. Excuse me. <laughs> well, I, I am going to be at Hypno Thoughts along. I get to see Kaz. He's flying in. I'll be doing a pre-course with the Simpson Protocol, pre-conference course, Simpson Protocol for two days, and then doing uh, another hour. So talking about LGBTQ and hypnosis, and then with that, um, in October, I'm going to be doing a Simpson Protocol course in Los Angeles. Uh, for people that didn't make it to the conference. And then I also train people as hypnotists. So uh, that's something that's ongoing throughout the year. I do different courses to certify people as hypnotists in Los Angeles. Also, you know, we do have the uh, sexualfreedomhypnosis.org. We do have a list of practitioners that are particularly trained in um, all these kinds of issues. So, you know, if people want to um, have a look at the website there or, or drop me a line, we can certainly put you in touch with somebody that's local to you. But now, obviously, um, you know, we have Zoom and Skype and all those kinds of things where people can indeed, uh, you know, find somebody, you know, find the person that they want and do sessions online and all kinds of stuff now, especially if uh, Greg and I are busy, eh? Yeah. Where, <laughs> where, where do they find you exactly, Cass? At sexualfreedomhypnosis.org. Okay. And we'll put all that stuff on the on the page yeah. too. So if people miss that, that's not. I think what the most important part of this is that you guys are both training. I'm training, and the most important part is that hypnotists are getting trained in all these new. It's not new, but it's now more accepted to work with, and more people show up for it. So it's always good to have training. Absolutely, and it's it's applying often the knowledge that we already have into mm -hmm. a different therapy area as well, isn't it? Sometimes it's learning about the different therapy area and how to apply what we already know. And I think um, we don't realize how much we know sometimes, do we? You know, we're all well trained. Yeah. So. But I and I think as the hypnotist learns about sexuality and all the other things, at least when their client walks in the door the judgment's not there. They have knowledge of what they're dealing with and it makes the client much more comfortable if you know Absolutely. something. Absolutely. And, that, and that's the thing, you know, we know with um, uh, sexual, sexual related things, you know, people have often searched for um, or have seen several different therapists and it's not about, there's nothing that there's the client saying that's wrong. It's just the discomfort with, of the therapist, isn't it? And I think, yeah. You know, sometimes it's just that bit of extra knowledge or understanding that can really help um, mm -hmm. a therapist to understand and often, you know, understand their own sexuality and all that kind of stuff as well, I think, is, well, is important, isn't it? And just to give uh, Steen Niels Musche a little plug here, too, is in, he's in Germany. And um, what he he always said, I put it on my website so everybody knows I do it and that's why he's so busy in it because most mm -hmm. people don't say they go through and they go oh this guy does works with sexual things Kaz works with sexual things but mon a lot of us haven't posted it mm -hmm. you know and people it's really important yeah right. 
No, absolutely. And he's also teaching, right? And I don't know what he's when it is, but we'll give him the plug anyway. Oh, he he's doing his let's like, talk about sex, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A two day pre con as well. Yeah. So, okay. I, I, so I find that absolutely this year there's, I think, well, the, there's James Hazelrig and myself doing one on erectile dysfunction. There's Steen doing um, let's talk about sex. I think Gila Zach is doing one about, uh, I can't remember, but I know it's got a sexual related thing. There's my two hour lecture on working with libido. There's Greg's stuff. So, you know, it's, the whole therapeutic aspect. Yeah, right. I want to note that was that was not erotic. This is not erotic hypnosis. We want no. to differentiate. Right. Yeah. And what's really cool is that after you go through all the therapeutic, you go back to the eroticism, back to the <laughs> you know? absolutely because you're releasing, you're freeing yourself up to be able to have a good time. Absolutely. <laughs> People sometimes put no. They put erotic before therapeutic. Yes. But it needs to be therapeutic before erotic. They think the erotic, that's more of like, let's orgasm, let's this, let's that, you know, almost like a poor, and I'm not downplaying it, it's just saying, let's let's do the work to then enjoy that part of it, right? Uh, well, absolutely. Well, the thing is, I always say to people, you know, there's no point teaching your client how to have a hypnotic orgasm when we can teach them how to have a real one, in, as in giving them the confidence, connecting them in with their body. You know, it, it feels great, you know, the the whole, you know, erotic hip, hypno-orgasms. But actually what, what we want is the, the real life stuff that, that that we can manifest for ourselves, isn't it, you know? Yeah, totally. Getting back to that grounding, so to speak, and, and being present and all of that Absolutely. that we do. Well, this is such a huge subject, as usual. We have still tons of stuff to talk about. So maybe in the sometime future here, we'll do this again. Uh, I can't exactly know exactly when, but uh, I'm sure it's it's a well-needed thing. We'll just go to the next thing. We'll call it part three. <laughs> <laughs> Clever, isn't it? Part three. Oh, done deal. Done deal. <laughs> so I just want to talk about these guys are both going to be there. Steen Niels Musha, the sexual freedom, all of this. It's a big subject. And Kaz says, well, gee, there seems to be a lot of it this year. And I think it's because suddenly... Um, because Steen's been presenting on it, you've been presenting on it, Greg's been presenting on it, and now suddenly uh, there's more and more people interested. Right. And that's great. Or it's, or it's, or it's, you know, we all have to, someone has to move forward or several people or a group of people move forward and say, look, this is needed and have that courage mm-hmm. to do that, no matter what anybody else says, to be themselves and talk about what they need to be, right? And what's going on to them. Absolutely. Okay. It's not just me. It's very true, actually. The (laughs) feedback I got from last year mainly was thank you for having the courage to come over here and talk about this stuff, to talk about the kink friendly therapy. And um, and that, you know, that somebody, you know, as a group of people, we've started doing that now, haven't we? You know, so. Okay. Um, So I just want to thank you guys for being here. Kaz and Greg, and then we'll see you again in the near future somewhere. And I just want to talk about next week, we have Tom Nicolion, and that's going to be a great show too. So Tom is into all kinds of stuff, and he's been doing so many things. There's much too much to list, but you can go to the show page and see what the show is about. Um, I just want to remind everybody about my webinar, my free webinar on August 26th, right? Oh, 27th, see. Anyway, it'll be free and it'll be great. So please come back next week and listen to Hypnosis Everywhere. And I want to thank everyone again and just say goodbye.
thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 